A man goes to apply for a job, and he is being interviewed by the boss. And the employer says, "In this job, we need someone who is very responsible." The man sits up in his seat. He adjusts his tie. He says, "Well, that's great to hear, sir. You see, that's me. In my last job, whenever anything went bad, they said I was responsible." In today's gospel reading from Saint Mark, the interview that Jesus gives his disciples is short and to the point. He makes them an offer they do not refuse. Or I guess I could have said that he makes them an offer they do not refuse. Mark one verse seventeen. Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Then two sets of brothers, Andrew and Peter, as well as James and our own Saint John, who are all commercial fishermen, they let go of their nets, they ditch their nets, and they begin to follow Jesus. Now, of course, this is just the start of their journey of discipleship. Their following of Jesus would eventually take them in directions and drive them to destinations that they never could have imagined. And that's what discipleship can do for all of us. It will take you in directions, and it will drive you to destinations that you never would have imagined before. Sometimes we're talking about literal destinations. Sometimes spiritual destinations. In this sense, discipleship is an adventure. Discipleship is the beating heart of the Christian faith. Now, here's a statement. You tell me whether it's true, thumbs up, or false, thumbs down. The church is in the disciple-making business. I see several thumbs up, and so yeah, that's true. The church is in the disciple-making business. The church is becoming something else when it ignores the work of discipleship. And when you and I put off Jesus's invitation to discipleship, we are not being Christian; we are being something else. Raise your hand if you have ever heard of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Okay, there's lots of hands going up.、Uh, Bonhoeffer was a Lutheran pastor during the years of Nazi Germany, and he was executed for his opposition to Hitler. And he wrote a book that has since become a spiritual classic, "The Cost of Discipleship." In it, Bonhoeffer writes this: "Quote: Christianity, without the living Christ, is inevitably Christianity without discipleship, and Christianity without discipleship is always Christianity without Christ." End of quote. I'm going to rewind that one. Christianity without the living Christ is inevitably Christianity without discipleship, and Christianity without discipleship is always Christianity without Christ. But what exactly is discipleship? Well, a disciple is a follower of Jesus. A disciple is a person who's striving to follow Jesus in his or her daily life outside a church. A churchgoer approaches Christianity largely as a spectator sport, watching from the sidelines. 
But the disciple approaches Christianity as a way of life, actively playing on the field. A churchgoer is missing some pieces when it comes to his or her faith and is largely uninterested in finding them. Whereas a disciple is hunting for those missing pieces and with God's help is finding them. Discipleship is Christian spirituality, not in theory, but practice. Discipleship is a golden thread of spirituality woven through the daily grind, the joys, and the sorrows of life. Here's another true or false statement. Discipleship is not really a part of the Episcopal tradition. I see thumbs going down. False, false. Discipleship is basic to all forms of Christianity. Go back to the sources. Go back to Jesus. Go back to the apostles. Go back to all the greatest writers across the denominations. You will find discipleship there. And in our own Episcopal or the wider Anglican tradition of Christianity, it's really all organized around the strong tower of following Christ in every aspect of our lives. You can find this discipleship concept in the words of our services and our hymns, and most specifically in the promises that you and I make and make again and again in the words of the baptismal covenant found in the Book of Common Prayer. The presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church, Bishop Michael Curry, describes discipleship like this. Quote, We who follow Jesus have made a choice to walk a different way, the way of disciplined, intentional, passionate, compassionate, mobilized, organized love, intent on creating God's beloved community on earth. End of quote. Discipleship is the Christian way of life that places more emphasis on how you follow Jesus throughout the week than how pious you are on Sunday morning. Two women were visiting with each other over coffee. And the first said, oh, you know, when I get down in the dumps, I, I buy myself some new clothes. And the second woman said, oh, that's where you get them. Disciples struggle. Disciples often struggle and strive to live out every aspect of their lives, public and private, according to the way of Jesus. Now, if you look at a student, a scientist, a businesswoman, someone who's lost their job, a parent, someone who's going through an illness, whoever, the way they live out their discipleship will vary. Now, they'll have much in common as Christians, but each will follow Jesus a bit differently because of the circumstances of their lives. So a police officer, for example, is going to have some different challenges in being a faithful disciple than, say, a farmer or a politician or a pop singer will have. Each of those other people will have their own unique challenges in trying to be a disciple in those fields of life. Oh, speaking of the pop singer, my next yodeling album just came out on iTunes, and it's reached the top 40 in Antarctica. So go, go check that out. Uh, your ears will be happy to hear. Now, if all of that makes sense to you, 
raise your hand. I don't mean the, the yodeling. I mean that different lives will have different expressions of discipleship. Raise your hand. Yeah, I see lots of hands. So question, are there things that disciples have in common? Are there things that they share? Yes, absolutely. For 2,000 years, disciples have committed themselves to certain practices. These practices help you, they help me as human beings to be open, open to God's love, open to the transforming power of the Spirit, open to life in all its fullness. And at St. John's, we talk about these practices or these habits as the seven marks of discipleship. You can find them in what we call our congregational rule of life. They are worship weekly, pray daily, serve at St. John's and beyond, love others and build spiritual friendships, know the Christian story and invite others, give generously, and rest regularly. So with God's help, deepen your practice of our rule. A new calendar year is a great time to begin or begin again with these ancient spiritual practices. The world is full of challenges, right? And Christianity has its struggles too. And yet where churches are committed to discipleship, vibrancy, life, and hope can be found in abundance. And thanks be to God, we are seeing signs of a renewal of discipleship at St. John's. Discipleship is about lives being transformed by love. Discipleship is an invitation to a life of meaning and purpose, whether you are nine years old or 99 years old. And regardless of whether you are currently walking through the valley of the shadow of death or strolling through the green pastures of new life. This is all part of the adventure of discipleship. This adventure, this red letter invitation with your name on it, this golden thread of spirituality threaded through life starts with two words. First said by Jesus 2,000 years ago to two sets of brothers. And now by the power of the Holy Spirit is said again by Jesus to you. And those two words are, follow me. Amen.